Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello and welcome back to Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit. I'm getting right into it today because over the next couple of episodes we're going to be exploring uncertainty. What it is, our relationship to it, and how this impacts overthinking, anxiety, worry, panic, self-doubt, and all of the human feels. This has been a central theme with a couple of clients recently, so I really wanted to take a fresh look at uncertainty with you, and why it drives us a bit wild, and what we may be able to see beyond that. As always, when we see something fresh it can help us find a new freedom when it comes to navigating life with its inevitable and never-ending unknowns. So let's snuggle up together and unmask uncertainty. So let's begin with a quote, although I've already begun, so we're not beginning with a quote. Okay, here's a quote (laughs) from mathematician John Allen Paulos, who said, Uncertainty is the only certainty there is. Knowing how to live with insecurity is the only security. Thanks, John. The internet says that uncertainty refers to epistemic situations involving imperfect or unknown information. (laughs) Now, I didn't really know what epistemic situations meant, but epistemology is to do with theory of knowledge. So I guess, and by the way, I needed a refresher to remember that. So I guess the internet is saying that uncertainty refers to what we think we know about situations involving imperfect or unknown information. Let me say that again. Uncertainty is referring to what we think we know about situations involving imperfect or unknown information. Isn't that all of life? what we think we know, this bit is huge, what we think we know, as in we think we know stuff, but it's our thoughts, we think it, and thoughts are inherently made up and not reality in themselves. Can you see what I mean here? So, Uncertainty is incomplete, imperfect or unknown information. We don't know what will happen. But we never truly do. All of us have been taken by surprise with unexpected events and situations, large and small, every day. So as our mathematician friend kind of said, uncertainty is built into being alive. It's an inescapable feature of being human. And yet, we all hate uncertainty. And I'm generalising here, of course, it's way more nuanced than that. But that's like hating sleep. (laughs) It's an inescapable facet of our being human. Isn't that funny? It reminds me a bit of the Western view on death and how we fear this too, even though that is the only true certainty as well as uncertainty being a true certainty. So there's two certainties. (laughs) 
So us humans are suffering greatly over the two unavoidable inevitabilities in life, uncertainty and death. And hey, I am not talking to you today as someone who is above or beyond getting tangled up by uncertainty. Hell no. (laughs) I eat the fruit from that tree very regularly and it is hard and unripe and bitter. Oh, so I just thought, That's kind of what we do when we roll around trying to get rid of uncertainty by securing the future or something. We're eating fruit which isn't ripe yet. We're trying to solve problems or put things in place or get to certain milestones or points that we think will make us feel secure. Only that fruit is not ripe to eat. It's not time to do those things yet. I work with people who are stuck or immobilised or terrorised in some way with anxiety, worry, overthinking and overwhelm. They feel like they aren't moving in life. There's stuff they want to be doing and creating and experiences they want to be having, whether they know what those experiences are yet or not. And under the feeling of anxiety and worry is uncertainty. They're not knowing what will happen let's look at this a bit more deeply. So first, a big help for many people is understanding that we have been literally made to avoid and fear uncertainty. Thanks evolution, you little minx. Our brains only, only want to keep us alive so that we may procreate and pass on our genes. A good way of keeping a human alive is to know for sure what will happen in the future so that a brain can prepare. A brain is constantly regulating our internal mechanisms, systems, energy, hormones, temperature, and all the switches and dials in response to the environment. A surprising thing happening, like something which is unknown, is an enormous energy expenditure that a brain wants to avoid. Our brains are uncertainty-hating machines. And seeing this can help neutralise our judgement around it. If you're hating on yourself for always worrying or planning or trying to eat the fruit before it's ripe, don't. You are literally made to do that. So you can tick the self-flagellation off your to-do list. This accounts for those among us which I would suggest is a high proportion, who find their brain ruminating on all possible outcomes of a situation and catastrophizing and going straight to the worst case scenario. If a brain can predict the worst thing that will happen and then find solutions for it, it thinks that's safer than not knowing at all. But as you've probably found out, there is no end to the possible bad things a brain can come up with, and we can never know for sure anyway. So, in a strange twist of evolutionary irony, our brain is using up a lot of energy in the impossible task of trying to predict a fundamentally unpredictable future. Now, perhaps this bug will be ironed out in a future release of the humans. And maybe it will if more of us see through this and then we can all mate with each other and raise our babies with this understanding. But while the brain is doing all of this catastrophizing and doom-filled future scrolling, we are living in the anxiety of that because we feel what we think. 
So as a start, take any judgment about yourself being fearful of the future off your plate because of course you have those fears, dear human. Okay, so how do we make inevitable uncertainty into such a painful experience? Quite easily. (laughs) So uncertainty in life is a perpetual inevitability and a brain hates it and wants to avoid it. But why is it so painful to us? How do we innocently make this inevitable thing, uncertainty, into such a horrid experience for ourselves? Because it's not all uncertainty, is it, which is painful? Like, I can be uncertain how the movie will end, and I'm fine with that. I can be uncertain what the weather will be in eight days' time, and I'm fine with that. I can be uncertain about what I'll eat for lunch tomorrow, and I'm fine with that. But if I'm uncertain how the movie will end and I'm watching it with my friend's son, I may fret about it because it might not be suitable for him. Or I'm uncertain what the weather will be in eight days' time and I'm fine with that unless I'm about to go on a trip or do a thing like snowboarding or kite surfing, which generally needs certain weather. I've never actually been kite surfing, but it looks really fun. Or I'm uncertain what I'll eat for lunch tomorrow and I'm fine with that unless I'm having people over, for example, and then I'm bothered that I don't know what I'm making yet. So it's not uncertainty itself that causes suffering. It's what we're making out of it. It's what we're making uncertainty mean with our thoughts about what the unknown bit could mean. Like, that we are a terrible friend and host if we serve a rubbish lunch and that will mean our friends won't like us or they will say bad things about us and we will never have any more friends ever again and we'll spend all the holidays and weekends alone and crying. Then all of this extra meaning and what-ifs show up as feelings of anxiety, worry, panic and self-doubt. But let's look under the hood a bit more to see what's going on when we don't know what will happen. It looks like something is at stake unless a certain outcome is achieved or avoided. And that something is our peace or happiness or contentment or security or well-being, whatever word you like to use. We think we need to know what will happen to feel okay. We think we need to know what the outcome will be So we can either feel secure or, if the outcome is bad, in our mind, we can start preparing for it now. So our brains begin searching for all the possible scenarios or outcomes, which are often the worst case our brain can come up with at the time, rather than the most likely, because better to be prepared for the worst, thinks a brain. But not just that, we then automatically and totally innocently predict how we will feel if and when each terrible scenario comes to pass and our brain only forecasts in big lumps of catastrophe with no recognition of the nuanced dynamic nature of all experience it's like we think we will get served a big dollop of that beige gruel from the simpsons intro (laughs) you know where lunch lady doris serves Bart that gross looking mush at the beginning. Is The Simpsons still a thing? I used to love that show and Bart Simpson was my first crush, FYI. So 
We think our experience of this bad thing in the future that we just made up will be splat, dollop of beige gruel, here you go, here's your terrible dollop of feeling. But whatever the experience is, it's going to be a picnic (laughs) of lots of little distinct and refined dishes and different tastes, including a little smidge of the gruel probably. And not only that, we don't even have to eat what we're served. Can you see what I mean here? Let me give you an example. I used to worry endlessly about my rickety old camper van breaking down when I was travelling alone in New Zealand a few years ago. I was uncertain if this would happen or not. My brain rushed to fill the empty space of uncertainty by predicting the worst outcome, because that is a brain being a brain. My brain predicted that of course we were going to break down. I would be stranded forever in a remote place, unable to get help, and I'd be eaten by rabid hyenas. My brain didn't even bother to check whether there are rabid hyenas in New Zealand, which there are not, and it just plucked this from a childhood memory where I was scared of the hyenas in the Lion King movie. So I made up that my camper van was going to break down, then I made up that it was going to be terrible, that was my big beige dollop of fear, splat, into my thoughts, certain death. But guess what? My camper van did break down and it was a remote place, but I did get help and I wasn't eaten by hyenas. And rather than the big dollop of doom gruel, (laughs) I was served a picnic of little canapes of changing experience. I'm not sure how good this metaphor is. Some delicious and some not. I cycled through different feelings as my thoughts changed, moving from surprise to alarm to amusement to fear to tenacity to confidence to hope to fear to relief. A brain serves us up with the worst thing when we're imagining the made-up scenario happening. But it's never like that. Not for any stable length of time anyway. But when a brain predicts the bad things that will happen and predicts that we will feel terrible, we feel terrible then. (laughs) We feel terrible ahead of time. We feel terrible in that moment, even though it's not happening. Because we are feeling what we think. We are not feeling the outside world. We are not feeling camper vans and lunches and kite surfing and breakups and job losses and diagnoses. We are feeling our thinking. So when we don't know what will happen, which is technically always, (laughs) we make up how something will go, which is often a terrible catastrophic scenario, then we live in the feeling of that thinking, of that imagining of that scenario. So no wonder we feel like ass a lot of the time. The real uncertainty, if you poke it a bit, is actually not knowing how we will feel in the future. Actually, even more simply, uncertainty, or how it shows up for us as worry, anxiety and doubt, is actually the fear of feeling bad in the future. 
Think about that. So if you're being bothered by feelings of uncertainty, it's because you have a fear of feeling bad in the future. But guess what? You will. (laughs) You will for sure feel bad in the future. Same for me. Probably today. (laughs) And another spoiler. You've got no idea when that will be. Maybe today. Maybe not. So you are going to feel bad a lot and we don't know when that will be, but you are going to feel bad. But we also are terrible at predicting how we're going to feel in the future when certain things happen. I bet you can think of an experience that was not as good as what you thought it was going to be and also many which were way better than what you had thought before they happened. I bet you can think of loads of times where this has happened, where the experience was the inverse of what you thought was going to happen. This happens all the time. I had this experience this morning. I expected an appointment to be terrible and it was quite good. (laughs) And then a highly anticipated homemade lunch was awful. Okay, not awful, but it was not the delightful gourmet experience that I had expected, that I had imagined, that I had made up. Now, these are small examples, but it's happening with the big stuff too, all the time. Feelings are a reflection of thought in the moment. They are the felt experience of what we're thinking. If thoughts are words and pictures in our head, if they even are that at all, but that's how we kind of talk about them, then feelings are the sensations in our body. Thought and feeling are the same thing experienced slightly differently. They are two sides of the same coin. They are our moment-to-moment experience that we feel or somehow sense. They are not reality. So we are feeling our thinking and we can't, as I say a bajillion times per episode, we can't control what thoughts plop into our mind. There's no way that you can possibly possibly know what you're going to be thinking ever you and me and everyone in the world we don't know what we're going to be thinking in four minutes time or at 8 37 p.m or this time tomorrow so if we can't possibly know what we'll think how can we know what we'll feel when they're the same the two are the same thought and feeling a moving ephemeral experience of being human Now, I'm not saying that you won't feel bad if you lose your job or your partner leaves you or you don't get accepted into the school you wanted. You probably will feel bad, at least for a bit. But you're going to feel a ton of other stuff too and it will all be moving all over the place all the time because that's what it means to be a human being having this experience of life. So... If uncertainty is actually the fear of feeling bad at a certain point, what if we can just tick that off our to-do list? Because we're for sure going to feel bad sometimes. Maybe over the thing that we are uncertain about, maybe not. But certainly we will feel bad at points during life. And you know what? You're going to handle it. You'll handle it in whatever way you'll move to do at the time. More on that in the second part next episode. Okay, so to reduce it down to a simple concept, let's say 
the squirmy feeling of uncertainty is the fear of feeling bad in the future. Therefore, the squirmy feeling of uncertainty is the fear of feeling a feeling we will definitely feel in the future. And feelings are always moving along on their own and it's only a reflection of passing thought in the moment and the feeling doesn't have any meaning or danger. Hmm. Therefore, the squirmy feeling of uncertainty that we all hate could simply be seen as a reminder of our humanness, as a reminder that we are alive as a reminder that we have this astonishing, infinitely creative system that can imagine all sorts of things and will be washed away in the next moment by more infinite creativity. It could be seen as a reminder that we are innocently and momentarily thinking something is wrong when we're just experiencing the natural flow of our arbitrary, ephemeral and variable thinking. Isn't that kind of cool? I think so, but I'm biased. (laughs) Okay, we're going to bring this one to a close here because I want you to take some time noticing this in your own life before we move on to the next bit where I'm going to explore some common objections to this topic that I hear a lot and we'll talk about what to do when an actual bad thing happens and we'll hear from Anxious Alice about what she's hearing in our conversation. Until next time then, I'd love you to just ponder uncertainty and notice how it comes up in your own life. Notice how it may instantly make you feel uncomfortable, anxious and panicky. Consider how normal it is to feel that way when we are innocently but mistakenly taught that our feelings are a reflection of the outside world and a bad feeling is telling us something is wrong or we need to do something. Then consider how that feeling is simply thought in the moment. The thought from a brain being a brain looking for catastrophes and certainly finding them because it has an infinite pool to pick from. Consider how that squirmy uncertainty is nothing to be afraid of or do anything about. Ponder over whether it can just be there. Okay, contact me in the usual places if anything in particular comes up for you and I'll cover it in the next episode. Before I go, last call for submissions for the birthday treats is 9th of April, which is very soon if you're listening to this when the episode is first released, which I never do for podcasts. In case you missed it in previous episodes or in my newsletter, to celebrate the podcast birthday, I'm planting a heap of trees in your honour and sharing a free coaching and guidance package. Head to SiobhanFrill.com slash birthday for the deets and to enter. Okay, happy exploring. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at SiobhanFrill or visit me at SiobhanFrill.com. See you next time.